I don't want to waste too, too much time with a big and long introduction. Instead, I'm going to jump right in and welcome our next guest, Melissa Lansman, Member of Parliament for Thornhill and Deputy Leader of the Opposition. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on on this Sunday. Probably a day, probably not a day off for you, but we do appreciate you getting up and joining us on Toronto this weekend. Thanks for having me, Ben. Uh, this is a really difficult time for a lot of people. Uh, and I don't want our listeners to think that I'm sitting here pumping your tires. It just so happens that I uh, completely align with you and your values on this issue, specifically the Israel-Hamas war, Canada's historic relationship with Israel, and my belief that it is time for the powers that be and those sworn to protect us to start doing their jobs as it relates to the Jewish population of Toronto. Uh, I think you're I think you're absolutely right. And I think what we've been seeing is just absolutely shocking, not only to the the Jewish community, but uh, those who are law abiding citizens that are seeing uh, a sense of lawlessness in uh, in our streets in the middle of Toronto, in the middle of you know Canada's biggest highway on an overpass in the center of the city. Well, a couple of days ago, I gave what I thought was credit where credit is due after the firebombing and certain, absolutely certain uh, hate crime perpetrated on international delicatessen foods in North York. The police came out and immediately called it exactly what it was. It was a hate crime. And a lot of uh, powerful people uh, came uh, came on board. And it felt to me like the, the Jewish community for the not necessarily the first time, but in a very real way was getting uh, the uh, reassurances that their concerns and their safety were going to be taken seriously. And it felt, Melissa, like the video that we saw that so many people have now seen of the policemen sending over coffee to the, the occupiers of the bridge uh, over the uh, 401. A lot of that trust evaporated in that moment. Yeah, no kidding. And and look, intentions uh, aside, whatever the police want to see, if you want to stop something, you can't encourage it. And uh, we're seeing a lawlessness. And this this all goes back uh, to, I think, the government's lack of moral clarity um, around October 7th. Uh, this is, you know, it was it was particularly galling to see the, the, the Canadian government change its longstanding position on Israel. Uh, it used to be commonplace that uh, that a government would fight forcefully against uh, anti-Semitism. It used to be a, a mainstream value in all political circles, and that's just not happening anymore in this country. Remember the firebombing, uh, the firebombing at the the grocery store in Toronto came after a firebombing in Montreal yeah. of a Jewish institution of, uh, you know, of, of, of an imam in the streets calling for uh, the annihilation of Jews in public prayer after hundreds of thousands of dollars were awarded to a guy, if you remember, named Lace Maruf, who's openly anti-Semitic after a thank you video uh, from Hamas thanking the Canadian government for its uh, position. And, uh, you know, yesterday you saw protesters again on a bridge in a predominantly Jewish neighborhood. No embassy in sight, no consulate in sight, no government office in sight. This is intimidation in our streets and it must stop. And that has to happen from the top. Well, and let, let, let's talk about it from the top. Where, where do you think this change in direction, the changing direction from our, what you've called our, our historical, uh, traditionally uh, traditional position of, of supporting Israel and standing against anti-Semitism, where do you think that change came from in our government? Why do you think they did it? 
Well, look, Justin Trudeau was against a ceasefire until he started losing donations and until he started losing support. And then he voted for a resolution to keep Hamas armed and in power. And now he's, you know, send out uh, various MPs who represent large Jewish populations to pretend that they oppose the government so that they can appear to be all things to all people. I think this shows a lack of, of principle and he is only concerned with his political future. And I think everybody sees that now. Uh, tra- traditionally, the Liberal Party of Canada could count on a sizable uh, endorsement from a large chunk of Toronto's Jewish population. I've got to wonder whether that uh, that that math uh, has changed. Well, I think that uh, that math has changed, and I think the government has made the the calculation that that math may not matter to uh, to them anymore. Now, I would, I you know, I, I think those who represent uh, largely Jewish populations would would probably argue that. But there is lots that could have been done that should have been done, that should still be done at home to, to ensure that Jewish populations uh, and, and, frankly, non-Jewish populations in their neighborhoods are protected from the lawlessness that we are now seeing in the streets. And this doesn't, you know, this doesn't start with the Jewish community. It doesn't end with the Jewish community. We saw church, uh, churches burned down. We've seen Hindu temples desecrated. We've seen the Sikh community uh, under attack. There is a division in this country that has been sown by the prime minister that we haven't seen in a generation. And this will be his legacy. And, and this this is where I wanted us to finish our conversation. And for those just joining us, I'm talking with Melissa Lansman, member of parliament for Thornhill, Ontario, the deputy leader of the opposition. It's about it's about a, a leader's ability to bring people together to help heal wounds. Uh, and, and not every leader, not every prime minister, not every president is called upon to do that during their term in office. It happens when it happens. You saw George W. Bush be very successful at that after 9-11, but failing at it uh, after the hurricane in New Orleans. We saw Donald Trump fail at it after a hurricane in the United States as well. Uh, if, if a leader doesn't have the ability or the willingness to heal wounds, and it sounds like you're suggesting that not only is he not healing wounds, but he is uh, perhaps uh, um, uh, helping to sow uh, discord, um, then then. Then to me, that is a massive failing and a massive failure of leadership. Well, it is a massive failure uh, on le- of leadership for the prime minister on a number of fronts. And this one, particularly, um, you've got to remember that the safety of every single Canadian must be the first priority of any government. And in this volatile and traumatic situation for for the Jewish community, uh, for Christian communities across the the country, for Hindu communities, for Sikh communities, they must act quickly to ensure that every single protection is afforded and, uh, and security measures are in place. He hasn't done that. And it's been very, very purposeful. And I think Canadians are seeing something that they have never seen in Canada before. And I think during the next election, uh, they will send a strong message. Melissa, I've seen you take uh, your role holding the government to account in the House of Commons, as well as on social media very seriously. But you're also an MP on the ground in your community, in your constituency. What what is the sentiment on the ground with the with your voters where you live? 
Look, I, I'm I'm just north of the the Toronto border, and I I will say that the York Region Police um, has has been quick to act. They've they've put in uh, in uh, uh, um, various uh, you know parking lots and schools and institutions some extra protections. But yesterday, I spoke to a couple that was accosted on their way back from synagogue. It's the Sabbath. It is a very busy uh, is very busy on the streets of Thornhill on uh, on the Sabbath with people walking to and from uh, synagogue. Synagogue and lunch and 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 visiting with uh, with family and there was a you know there was there was an incident uh, where uh, somebody was arrested last night on two counts of uh, of assault hate motivated assault the police were called in the afternoon and by 7 p.m. they were arrested so you know these these incidents are happening they might not uh, they might not be public uh, but certainly we we've got a friend in uh, in the mayor and a friend in the York Region Police and what about the what about the Toronto Police what do you make of this visual of the coffee being handed off to people occupying a bridge, making life difficult for people in general and uh, making life and, and intimidating the lives of Jewish Torontonians specifically. You know what? I, I, I'm often asked uh, the, this question on whether, you know, we, we, we should look at uh, more laws to protect uh, uh, individuals. We don't actually have an issue. Uh, with the laws not being in the books, we certainly have an enforcement issue uh, where police are not enforcing the laws that exist to stop the lawlessness in the streets and the intimidation in uh, in neighborhoods. Uh, and uh, I think yesterday was a massive mistake from the uh, the Toronto police, which only encourages further lawlessness in our streets. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a big supporter of the police. Uh, I think that they are they're. Their hearts are probably in the right place, but I think they have to start asking themselves, have things been getting better or worse on the streets of Toronto since this thing started? And if they haven't been getting better, you've got to ask, what role do the police play in that and how can they change? How can they change that uh, that outcome? Uh, Melissa Lansman, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, for giving us your input on what I think is probably the most important uh, social issue facing this country right now. Really appreciate it. And we we'll hope to come back sometime soon. Thanks for covering it.